You're listening to Rama for Today. I'd read Spurgeon's sermon, just get up and preach it word for word. Read it one time, didn't read it twice. Read it one time, get up and preach it word for word. I could quote three-fourths of the New Testament. Somebody asked me, said, how do you memorize scripture? I said, never memorized scripture in my life. I think that's fine if people need to. They need to get it some way or another. Amen. But some way or another, when I was born again, I saw something in the scripture. I'm not going to that. That's another sermon tonight. And I appropriated that by faith. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his classic teaching, The Glory of the Lord, next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. That you can't backslid, but said, I know better. I know better. My, 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 he said, I'll tell you one thing about it. He said, if I had a baseball bat, if I owned hell, I'd stand at the door of the baseball bat and wouldn't let you Baptist in. He said, somebody said, why? Why, he said, you stink. And somebody said, you stink? Yeah, I said, you stink. Run around with them old cigarettes in your mouth. He said, I was downtown the other day. I saw a little 16-year-old girl come down the street with a cigarette in her mouth. And I thought to myself, poor cigarette. Fire on one end, fool on the other. <laughs> now, don't go off and say I said that. I'm a quoting the Baptist evangelist, B.B. Quam. He's the one that said it. Why, he said, you old Baptist deacons are set up there in the amen corner and want to sing, bear me away on snow white angels' wings. Why, he said, a decent buzzard wouldn't have anything to do with it. He said, somebody said, why, Krim, did you ever smoke? He said, I sure did, but said, I got saved, I quit. And if you ever get saved, you'll quit too. <laughs> That's pretty good for Baptist preaching, isn't it? That'd be some charismatic preaching. Afraid they're going to hurt somebody's feelings. You know, we might run them off. Well, no, pray for them. Yeah, I know God saved people. A lot of times they're still bound with certain things. But I'll tell you the truth about the matter. If they'll walk with God, he'll help them get rid of it. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Amen. So don't go off and say, I said it. I'm just quoting Krim anyway. I remember when I was six years old, and, and, and Krim had the altar base, and, and he'd have people come and kneel there and pray. And he prayed, if you call it praying. And, and men, somewhere or another, I guess because he's so rough, he'd fill the altar up. You never saw so many men in your life that would respond to his altar calls. And older men. I remember I was sitting over here. With, with Mama and, and, and some of the family, right, right up front. And here's an old white-haired man right at the end of the altar had come and was kneeling there just to cry his heart out, to get saved, see? And Krim come along and slapped me. My God, I'd cry too if I'd lived like the devil like you all these years. <laughs> but some way or another, they got saved. I don't know whether it was because of it or in spite of it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, what I started to say was, though, that he come back to McKinney in 1939, held revival there, sponsored by the First Baptist Church. And I went over there one afternoon, on a Sunday afternoon, to hear him. And, uh, you know, you see, this was just before the war. Well, it was already going to some extent, but before, you know, on September the 3rd, that's Ken's birthday, and it's a Sunday, August, you know, uh, of 1939, and, and uh, England and France declared war on Germany. And, and so, just prior to that, see, just in other words, about two weeks beforehand, on Sunday afternoon, he had preached. He's going to preach on something else, but when he took the pulpit, 
And I remember Krim would say this. He said, uh, since I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'd have thrown my library away. He said, all I got is my Greek Testament and my Schofield Bible. He said, I follow the Holy Ghost. He said, somebody said, Krim, did you speak with tongues when you was filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, he said, I spoke in something I never did before. And so he took the pulpit and said, I'm going to change my text. The Holy Ghost, while I was sitting there, while I go, the Holy Ghost gave me a message. And so he took the 21st chapter of Luke, you see, and you know what that talks about, the, the end time and the second coming and so on. People's minds were on all these things. And he preached a, a masterpiece. Well, I already had my sermon, you know, all set up and, and, and outlined for Sunday night in my church. But I went away from there, and, and I went to my pulpit there in Farmersville, in 1939, and, and, and I took his text, and I preached his sermon. Uh, I had that ability. I never had it till I was born again, but it sure did come in handy after I was born again. I, I'd read Spurgeon's sermon, just get up and preach him word for word. Read him one time, didn't read it twice. Read it one time, get up and preach it word for word. I could quote three-fourths of the New Testament. Somebody asked me, said, how do you memorize Scripture? I said, never memorized Scripture in my life. I think that's fine if people need to. They need to get it some way or another. Amen. But some way or another, when I was born again, I saw something in the Scripture. I'm not going to that. That's another sermon tonight. And I appropriated that by faith. And, and, and so I just preached his sermon. I read his text. I pre All I did was added one or two uh, illustrations that he didn't have. And I was just preaching away. Now, you've got to realize I came from a Baptist background. And I started out even as a Baptist boy preacher, speaking, you know, in different places before the full gospel church was even in our town. I went back to high school. But, but I spoke in home meetings. I spoke in jail services. I'd see some young people, you know, on the streets, and they'd say to me, Kim Thinking, could you help us? Well, I said I would if I could. You know, we're supposed to have so-and-so speak to our young people's group, but, uh, but an emergency happened. We don't have anybody, and we need a speaker. you know anybody? I said, sure I do. I said, who? I said, me. So I spoke, you know, to the Christian Endeavor and the Christian Church. They call their young people Christian Endeavor. And then I, I spoke there. In fact, uh, when I was 18 years old, they wanted me to pastor the East McKinney Christian Church there in McKinney. But I wasn't qualified. I didn't think it was 18 mature enough to do it. Uh, but we went away, and I spoke at a state convention, a state convention, the state of Texas. And things are big in the state of Texas, you know. And, and, and I spoke to a, a Christian Endeavor youth, youth member meeting, you know, at, at 18 years of age. So I, I, I did quite a bit of speaking. But... Uh, from my background, you see, and even though I was baptized the Holy Ghost in 37, and this is 39, I never did get from behind the pulpit. Never moved from behind the pulpit. Never moved from behind the pulpit. Stood right there. Stood right there and preached. My wife said to me, I believe you could preach standing in a wash pan. Now, now you have to interpret that today to this younger generation. They don't know what a wash pan is. How many of you know what a wash pan is? How many of you don't? Just see your hand. Put your hand up. You don't know. Well, the Bible said, let him that's ignorant be ignorant still, so we'll just leave you where you are. Amen. <laughs> no, no, you know, we didn't always have bathrooms and running water. Sometimes on the dresser in the room, they'd have a pitcher of water, you know, in a pan that you wash your hands in. You know, just a little pan about 12 inches in diameter. My wife said, I believe you could preach standing in a wash pan. I never moved from behind the pulpit, you see. But I got to preach it. Uh, this night, a crim sermon. And, and I used every scripture he used, used some of the illustrations he used, just added one or two of my own, and, 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 the, and the glory came on me. 
Now, I've been anointed before, you see, and of course the Holy Ghost is also the anointing. It's all the Holy Ghost, you understand that. But the glory came on me. I couldn't see anybody. I, I'm like I'm in a cloud. I can't see a living soul. Didn't fill the whole house like I see it sometimes. It just seemed like I was standing in this cloud, and I couldn't see anybody. I, I could hear the sound of my voice right on the end of it. And I was going after it, but I couldn't distinguish the word it said. And suddenly it lifted, just like it's down. And I was out of the pulpit, down here around the altar. And I got so embarrassed, my face turned red. And I run back up there and got behind the pulpit and finished, finished my sermon. Amen. And gave an altar call. And every sinner and backside of the house got saved. Now, see, I'm talking about 1939. Now, some of you Pentecostal and full gospel preachers know, in 1939, if we had a revival meeting, and we got a half a dozen saved and two baptized the Holy Ghost, we thought we had a landslide. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. But I tell you, that one night, we had 20 saved and 12 baptized the Holy Ghost in one service. That was, that was a revival in itself. The glory came. Praise God. Now, in that same church, that was 1939, January of 1940, we, we were in a meeting. I had a, I had a Jewish evangelist. And, and we were in this revival meeting. And the last night of the, of the meeting, his name was Morris Lefkowitz. And the last night of that meeting, he gave his life story about his conversion. And incidentally, when he became a Christian, his church, just they had his funeral, uh, his people, his mother and daddy. Wouldn't have anything to do with it, see. But he gave his life story. Now, just as he came to the close of his sermon, well, let's see, Paul Hinton's here. Uh, just as Morris came to the close of his message and said, uh, you know, before he gave the altar call now, but you knew he's nearing the close, suddenly a light flashed. Now, if you could imagine this, you know when somebody takes your picture, stand right in front of him, maybe just a few feet away, and a flash bud goes off, you see that light flash, don't you? But if you could imagine, and, and for just a second, you, you blink your eyes and don't see anything. Now, if you could imagine a giant flash bulb went off, and everybody was momentarily, you know, like that, blinded. I mean, the whole building is filled with that light. And then there's four or five people in the altar. I mean, that fast, they're there. One of the men said to me later as I talked to him, he said, how'd I get down here? <laughs> I said, I don't know. I couldn't see. People around him, he was sitting back several pews. People around him said, one, one man beside him said, well, he didn't come out, you know, to the aisle because he's sitting on the inside. He, he'd have brushed against me, you know, because everybody's sitting down. People in front said he didn't come over me because we'd have felt. They were just transported down there in that light, I guess. There, there they are. There they are. In the altar. You remember that, Paul? There he said, just stand up and wave your hand so they'll know. Some people, sometimes folks are like this. Some folks are like this. When Ken was five years old, I was preaching in West Texas, and after service one night, Ken said to his mother, said, Mother, all them tales Daddy tells when he's preaching. Said, are they really so, or is he just a preaching? <laughs> yeah, this is really so. I'm not just a preaching. Wave your hand, Paul. That's right, isn't it? You was there that night. Praise God. Amen. Well, then again... I was pastor of another church, and I had an evangelist hold me a meeting, and he was, uh, I believe, the best I've ever heard. You know, there are different kinds of sermons, of uh, uh, messages, narration-type sermons. 
he, uh, he, you know, just simply tell it in story form. Every sermon he preached almost, he'd tell it in story form. And, and I believe he's the best I ever heard in my life. And he only had fifth grade education, but the anointing of God was on him. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month, we're offering Kenneth E. Hagan's six-CD set, Holy Spirit Series. We're also offering Lynette Hagan's CD, Keep the Fire Burning. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagan's book entitled, How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny. All these items at the special price of $40. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or you can write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. In March, honey, we begin our Living Faith Conferences yes. in March. March the 24th through the 26th, we're going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada, Word of Life Christian Center. That's Pastors David and Vicki Sharon. Then we're going to jump over to Chandler, Arizona, which is just a part of the Phoenix, Phoenix area. area. Yes, and at uh, Faith Family Church and pastors Andy and Deb White are there. But actually, all of the Rama pastors in that area are coming together yes. at, for this conference. So, hey, we're looking for you to be there with us. It's going to be a great, great time. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan with his classic teaching, "The Glory of the Lord." If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.